I'm Karen Young. Welcome to The Scratch Pad, an audio newsletter from the professional adult. Today, we're going to talk about denial. What is it? How does it show up? And what can you do about it in the DEI space? So what exactly is denial? Denial, as given to us by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is a defense mechanism in which confrontation with a personal problem or with reality is avoided by denying the existence of the problem or reality. Does that sound familiar? Well, maybe if we phrase it like this, it might sound a bit more familiar. Why are we still talking about racism? It's not a problem anymore. Or my family never owned slaves. Why do I have to deal with racism? Or you're just imagining this happening with sexism, that you're just being too sensitive. Can't, can't you give compliments anymore? So all three of those examples are examples of denial and how denial is being used as a defense mechanism to avoid an actual and honest problem. Now, this is not to say that denial is always a bad thing. Sometimes denial can be really helpful and it can really be a great coping mechanism to try to give your, your brain and your heart a little bit of a chance to recalibrate itself before tackling an issue. And we see this happen in DEI when something tragic happens. Uh, for example, a lot of the violence and the horrible, horrible acts of terrorism that's happened against members of our AAPI community recently, it's absolutely horrible. And it's hard to think about sometimes. And so you kind of shut down for a second, just because you need a second to kind of process what's going on. But then you come back online and then you figure out what are you going to do about it? So yeah, you have denial in that brief moment of, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that we're still in this place. That is denial. But coming back online and saying, okay, wow, this is really happening. So what, what, what can I do about it? That's how you get yourself out of that. Denial becomes harmful when you never get out of that stage. When you never get out of that stage of, oh, I can't believe this is happening, or, oh, this, this is an isolated event, or this is something that doesn't happen that often. And so you never really get into the, well, what can I do about it stage? You stay stuck in the, well, this isn't real stage. And so that kind of denial is really, really harmful, especially when we talk about issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'd like to talk about some different types of denials and what we can do about it. The first type of denial is denial of fact. And that's saying, well, it's just not true. And some of those examples would be saying that you don't believe that white privilege is real, saying that it's not true that our current society hasn't built for and to benefit white men, to say that police brutality doesn't really exist. Those are all denials of fact. Every single statement I just made is a true fact. 
white privilege is real. Our society is built for and to benefit white men. Police brutality is real. So denying those facts, it's a great way of shutting down the conversation because if you don't even believe in the premise, then it becomes very difficult to have a discussion at all. So how do you fight that? The first thing is to understand that, yeah, there is confirmation bias. And so for example, if we were to use the denial of fact of white privilege being real, if you deny that, you might be willing to say, well, I don't have that privilege or I grew up poor. So where's my privilege? What you're experiencing right now is confirmation bias. And you're saying, because I didn't experience that or because the people that I'm close to didn't experience that, I am confirming the fact that it just isn't true. So the first thing to fight that denial of fact is to recognize where you might have confirmation bias and to understand that, oh, that, that is a spot where I'm seeing something and it just may not be true. The second part of that is to challenge the confirmation bias. Flip it on its head. So if we're still using white privilege as an example here, then you're like, okay, well, let me continue to walk down that road. Because I, you may not think that it is real, but what happens if you do walk down that road and say, okay, well, if it is real, what does that mean? Do I play a part in it? Oh gosh, how, how do I fit into that? And that may be a hard pill to swallow, but to understand that, yeah, you are, you are a part of it. And if you are white, then yeah, there is some privileges that go along with being white. So what do you do about it? And that's a whole different conversation where, where now I'm not gonna to deeply dig into that. We can talk about that in a later video, but challenge that confirmation bias. See what happens if you continue to, to walk down that. And then finally, one way of fighting it is to understand where the person is coming from that's saying it. And to not immediately throw up a barrier of, well, I didn't experience this, so it's not the same, but to try to understand why would this person say this to me? And that could help with the denial of fact. The second type of denial is denial of awareness. And denial of awareness usually shows up in comments like, I had no idea, or there was no way that I could know that things are this bad. Some of that does come from a place of genuine ignorance and that isn't your life experience. And so you are brought in and you're like, wow, I really didn't know. But it becomes denial of awareness when it becomes willful ignorance. For example, when we talk about sexism and when we talk about the fact that women have to think about a myriad of ways of protecting themselves just to move in and throughout this society. For some men, there is a dawning of, wow, I had no idea. But then you start talking a little bit more and you start thinking about how you and your friends may engage in locker room talk, or you've seen comments and things around where it's like, oh, well, she was just trying to compliment her. And you're like, no, that's really not, it's really not the case. And so a denial of awareness would come in if even after being kind of shown what's behind the curtain of that, that whole still thinking, oh, I just didn't know, I had no idea, that starts to get into a denial of awareness. And 
that happens when you start to be willfully ignorant and willful ignorance happens when you're just too uncomfortable with making the changes you need to make and too uncomfortable with understanding the perceptions of what this really means. So how do you fight that? You engage with concepts that might be foreign to you. So for our sexism example, listen to women. When they tell you that when they walk home after dark, they hold their keys in a specific pattern to become a weapon, don't treat it as, oh, wow, I had no idea. Listen and go, wow, I'm really sorry to hear that. And then challenge yourself, why didn't I believe it? Why, why was my first response, oh, wow, I had no idea, or oh, wow, are you sure about that? Figure out why that was your first response. Challenge that, and that'll help to reduce some of that denial of awareness. Our third one is denial of responsibility. Well, it's not my fault. And you'll see this often when talking about uh, historical or generational issues of inequality. You'll see it a lot when talking about uh, reparations is a great example. We talk about reparations and it's like, well, why should I give reparations? It's not my fault. My family didn't do that. My family came over to the United States at XYZ point or, you know, my family never owned slaves. It's not my fault. Um, denial of responsibility also comes in when talking about things like hiring practices. Well, it's not my fault we can't find these types of people to bring into our company. We don't want to lower the bar or there just aren't enough insert group here in the area or industry to be able to do this kind of work. Now, denial of responsibility is a really good way of separating yourself from the issue. If you can deny that you have any culpability or responsibility at all, hey, you don't have to worry about it. So how do you fight denial of responsibility? You realize that you may not be directly culpable, but we're all a part of a system. We're all a part of a society. And so even if you are not directly culpable or directly responsible, not saying anything and not engaging to fight that system makes you culpable. So that denial of responsibility, you've got to engage with it. You've got to figure out how you fit into the system in addition to how the system itself is designed then once you see that, you can tampen down the denial of responsibility and say, my family may not have directly done this, but because of where I am in this society, I still benefit from it. Our final denial is denial of impact. And I see this all the time. And it's a classic way of talking about denial of impact was, well, it wasn't my intention. Yes. I engaged in microaggressions. Yes, I made you feel small. Yes, I made you feel terrible, but it wasn't my intention. I wanna be really clear about this. Impact will always override intention. You may not have meant it, but it happened and it hurt someone. So denying the impact because it wasn't your intention, harms people twice. The first time, 
because you actually caused harm. And then the second time in denying it, you're causing harm again because you're saying that what I did to you just wasn't that important. And how do you fight that? You hold yourself accountable and you realize even if it wasn't your intention, and it really may not have been your intention, but if you harm someone, if you hurt someone, that impact is real. So the one way of getting over denial of impact is to have some accountability. So we've talked about four different types of denials. I'd love to hear from you in the comments. Have you had any experience with any of these denials? How have you fought through them? How have you struggled with them? Let me know, reach out. Definitely visit me at theprofessionaladult.com for any sort of DEI needs, especially in the focus of management. Please feel free to drop me an email. I'll drop the link below. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Goodbye.